podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to episode 35 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by therelaxeddog.com. Thank you very much for finding this podcast and listening. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. This week, my guest is Kathy Kalesia, and we'll be talking all about her Yorkie sissy. But first, in some doggy news, Spot has been spotted. Some of you may remember, although it's been a while, Spot, the uh, Boston Dynamics robotic dog, has recently been in the media again because Boston Dynamics has been bought, or 80% of it has been bought by Hyundai in a deal worth around 921 million dollars. So I wonder if they're going to uh, rebrand Spot at some stage. Anyway, um, a clip doing the rounds on TikTok is of Dexter the Boxer Dog as he guides his blind friend Ginger down the stairs. So it's a uh, nice clip to watch if you can get a hold of that. Also, important news if you are in the US and you fly with your dog or more specifically, fly with your service dog. The uh, Last week, the US Department of Transportation has put out some new rules. Apparently, uh, quite a few people were just using their dog and saying, uh, I need that dog for my emotional support and were able to then fly with the dog in the cabin and now they've reclassified some of that stuff. So uh, find your official uh, Department of Transportation website and they'll have all the new rules out there. And now this week's interview. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. How are you, Kathy? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Robert? <laughs> I'm going fantastically well. Thank you very much for taking a little bit of time to join me today. Oh, no, it's so exciting. What else? What's better to talk about than your dog? <laughs> <laughs> and who are we going to talk about today? So we're going to talk about Sissy, my uh, five-year-old Yorkie and in theory part Bichon, uh, 10-pound crazy dog. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, as per usual, I'm going to ask to, to take us back in time to just before you met Sissy and lead us into the events on how and why you guys got together. All right. So although uh, having Sissy is a really happy event, I had had a dog uh, that had passed away, a little three-pound teacup Yorkie that had been in my family for about 13 years. And someone at church knew my dog had died. Um, and so about a month later, after Zoe had passed away, I get this call from this woman at church. She says, oh, this gal, Pat, 
at church has a dog and she's trying to find a new home for it. And do you want to meet the dog? And I'm like, well, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm not sure I'm ready yet. And then I called this woman and she was in a big hurry to rehome the dog. She was on her way to go on a trip. And so she's, uh, I'm in my fifties um, and she was in her seventies and I went to her house to meet the dog and uh, wasn't sure if I was going to be approved. I wasn't sure how it was going to work. And, you know, I kind of met her one time at church. So I go over there, I get to the, to her home, sissy like attacks me. Cause she's just this friendly, super like licking dog. She was one year old at the time. And uh, I meet her and she, you know, was this amazing, cute little dog. And then she's like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, yeah, I would love to have her. And she goes, okay, we'll take her now. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. So she gave me this big bin of kibble and she gave me all her dog accoutrements and her clothes and, you know, her bed and everything she had. And I drove off with a dog <laughs> that day. So I had a dog. Um, and so she was one, basically one year old or almost one. And she told me a few things about her when I met her. She said, um, she says, you know, she loves to chew. She hardly ever barks. She's pee pad trained. She goes to the bathroom outside uh, and she's kennel trained. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. so whatever all this means. Cause I mean, I lit before I had this little three pound dog that basically you just picked it up and you took it everywhere. It really didn't matter. And the poo from that dog was very tiny um, and easy to clean up. So I get this giant 10 pound dog, you know, three times the size of the dog I had. She feels, I know she's not really a real dog, but she feels like a real dog to me. And I get home and I'm like, okay, I've got this dog. I've got the pee pads that she gave me. So I put the pee pads down and I, you know, I really don't know what I'm doing, honestly, because the other dog I had was really not really like a real dog, um, three pounds. I mean, and so real dog. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, you know, three pounds is just like, kind of like you just scoop it up and take it everywhere. And, and Sissy is a, you can scoop her up. She's just a little bit heavier. She's like a 10 pound by, you know, dumbbell. So for the first four days I have her, she only pees and poops in the house. And I take her and I live across the street from a park, which I'd never really been to the park before <laughs> this. Um, and so at four times a day, I'm taking her on walks. And at the time I was a personal trainer in the gym. So I was getting up, I had to be there at six. So I'd get up at like four, three in the morning, I'd walk her, you know, come back home, you know, and then I, I had, I was, she had a kennel, which she, so here's the thing, the pee pad train and going outside and doggy door train that was, did not seem like it was true. She would not go in the kennel. So she had a kennel, but to get her in the kennel, I literally had to drag her by the collar out from underneath one of my chairs to get her in the kennel. Like it was horrible. Um, she barked at everything and she really doesn't chew on that much, honestly. So everything she told me was the exact opposite. The opposite. <laughs> I was like trained to avoid the kennel, <laughs> you know? So, so four times a day, I would take her on these walks, you know, morning, you know, four thirty in the morning, two times during the day at night. And I mm -hmm. swear I would get home. And next thing you know, I'm stepping in a puddle or there's some poo four days straight. Finally, on like the fifth day, she pees in the grass at the park and it's like a party. I'm like, oh my God, this is the most amazing. Cause I was, you know, and, and she was also keeping me up at night. Like she wasn't sleeping through the night. She was like, kept seeing like she had to go outside. So I was just, it was like having a newborn child. I mean, I'm not a mom, but I think it's as close to that as possible. So um, I was in a little bit of overwhelm thinking, good God, what have I done? Like, why did I do this? Um, and so I took her to the vet 
And the vet was amazing. Uh, he told me to stick her in the kennel at night and not have her in my bed um, to train her. And I was like, okay, um, I'm going to do it. It was horrible. Um, but I put her in a kennel one night and he goes, you have to know if she really needs to go out or not. And you're not going to know that until you, and he actually thinks you should just put the dog in the kennel at night every night. But um, I put her in the kennel the first night that he told me to do it. And she did not like it, but you know, and it was a rough night of sleep, but she did end up having an accident in the kennel. So then I knew, okay, she can't necessarily get through the entire night because, you know, dogs really aren't going to go in their kennel unless they absolutely have to. Um, so I did that for a couple of weeks and then found out that if I, if she wakes me up once a night, that can be reasonable. And so after that, she will only wake me up at the most once a night. So we got past that. Um, cause you know, I'm not young, so I need my beauty sleep. Uh, and then eventually she peed and pooped outside and she started using the doggy door. But I'll tell you what, those first few weeks I was like, what have I, I'm, I'm out of my mind and I can't take her back. Cause the woman was so happy not to have her, you know, and I think she really did care about her, but the, the dog was a little bit, she, at one years old, she was a little bit high strung for her mm -hmm. a woman in her seventies. So she was just like, it's just too much. Um, so, uh, since then, um, We've been through quite a bit of, so uh, next thing I did was, because I was a personal trainer at the time, so somebody said, you should get dog training. And I'm like, okay. So I went to Petco, you know, where the pets go here in the US. And I went to Petco where the pets go, pets go, and there was a special, and it was 19 weeks of training for the dog, which actually I found out on the first session, it's actually for me. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the dog yep. is not the problem. It's the human. Yeah. That's so, usually um, yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. So we went to 19 weeks of uh, dog training um, every week religiously. And I learned a lot about myself and she can sit and she can, you know, you can say down and I did get her to stay. I mean, I kind of gave up on all that stuff because she, I, you know, honestly, she's 10 pounds. Um, it's not like having to train a 70 pound dog where you really need them to stay and you know, to heal, you know, 10 pounds, you just pick them up if they're being a jerk. Um, but I did get her, I did follow the training uh, regularly for the 19 weeks and I could get her to stay like 30 feet away. I could get her to wait for her food and sit and wait for it and not take it out of my hands. And um, I did a really good job. I was very proud of myself during all that time, but I have to be honest, I'm not that good at following all that training now, but she still does sit and she still will go down for a treat. Uh, so we got, so I was very proud of myself and her for that, but more really for me, because, you know, let's be honest, that dog training is not really about the dog. It's <laughs> about us, um, and that consistency. Uh, but I, I do have to say that she's five now. Um, so we've been together for four years and, uh, you know, I don't know, um, after, after getting past that four, four, that first four weeks of thinking I was crazy for doing it. Like, I don't know what I would, she is my best friend. I mean, she's, you know, she's with me, uh, you know, all the time and she's a cuddler and she, you know, I'm single. So she spoons with me, you know, I always have her, like, she's always next to me when we sleep and, um, she's, uh, she's got tons of energy and she's the most loving, most adorable dog. Um, and she's also crazy. One of the crazy things she did when I first got her is she, um, cause she's, a she's definitely into her senses. Like, so I, when I had that, the Yorkie that I had, that was, 
um, the teacup Yorkie, she was a little, you know, she was 13 when she passed away. She just kind of, you know, hung out with me and didn't really do what I thought normal dogs would do. But Sissy definitely is a normal dog. She has a great sense of smell, great sense of sight, great, great hearing. Um, she does bark all the time, by the way, because she said she hardly ever barks. She barks all the time. But she is very in tune to everything that's going on around her. Like, I do think she sleeps with one eye open. Um, and and she's she's also like a little bit of a burrower. Like, she likes to kind of hide under things. And so I have these chairs in my living room. And I didn't realize she was doing this. But you know how underneath the chairs, they have the lining inside the chair, like yep. underneath. So she had pulled up, like dug at the lining. And one day I'm looking for her because she used to hide under the chair. And I'm looking and I'm like, what's going on? She's inside the lining. She had dug a hole, climbed up inside underneath the chair and was in there. <laughs> Made a nice little hidey hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a little cave. I'm like, uh, so I taped it and eventually I just had to take that lining off. Thankfully, she didn't find the lining on the other chair, but she's done some crazy stuff like that. But she's, I think because she's, sm I don't know, maybe it's just a dog thing, but she does like to be under me. It's like, so she'll, that's mm -hmm. a chair I sit in. So she likes to be under me. When, when we go to the dog park, she likes to be standing behind me. Um, so we kind of know each other's habits. She can read my mind. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have a two story house and we're, and she knows where I'm going, like before I know, like when I'm heading up the stairs, she can go to either my office or my bedroom. She knows where I'm going. It's amazing. Like, I don't know how a dog could read your mind, but <laughs> she reads my mind. Um, and it makes me realize how smart dogs are because they pick up on, you know, like your body language your tone of voice. Um, much, and I yep. have to be, yeah, it's right. It's amazing. Like I have to be careful how I say things to her. Cause sometimes when I say things, she thinks I'm talking about going to the P A R K or for, for a W-A-L-K. Um, I'm afraid to say the words because I think she does know what those words mean or it's how I say it. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, she's a, uh, she's a very incredible, uh, entertaining, um, crazy dog. And I remember like that first few months that I had her, it was interesting. And I kind of relate it. My sister has a four-year-old and so, and she's five. So I'm kind of amazed at some of the similarities to having a baby as having a puppy, uh, like yep. leave that, leave it, put it down. Don't eat that. Right. Those kind of things <laughs> we say to kids and dogs. Um, and then just her awe of things. Like I remember when we go over to the park, the first time she saw a motorcycle, she's like looking at this and she's like doing this creepy crawly thing up like one paw at a time. And she's like leaning into it and looking at it. And then she would like back up and then she'd do a little, like she'd go a couple feet over to the right and she'd crawl up to it and look at it. And then she'd back up and she was really in awe about this motorcycle. And I'm like, this is the strangest thing, but she <laughs> knew it was something she had never seen before. Mm -hmm. So it was just this crazy, just kind of interesting thing to just see the world through her eyes. And then I remember the first time she saw a fire truck, it was the same thing. It was this bright yellow fire truck. And she did the same thing. She kind of like stopped and she's looking around and then she slowly creeps up and then would stop and back up. And she, she did that for like the first year I had her now she's more adapted to everything, but it just seeing like these firsts through her eyes is just like seeing the first through children's eyes um, is very kind of a, I don't know. It just kind of makes you, I always say that having a dog makes you kind of slow down a little bit because you have to 
think about them, right? You know, yeah, it's like, a nice, nice way of looking at it. And and yeah. yes, you talk about uh, that's what uh, in what I believe like is in true socialization when they say you know getting a, a puppy or a, a young dog. Um, to me, it's not all just about oh, okay, I get my dog to be all right around other dogs. It's really introducing your your puppy or young dog to to the world about all the things that they may encounter. And getting them comfortable with that, and that's yeah. exactly sort of what you've just sort of saying about you know, this is the first time with a with a motorcycle or a, a large truck, and there's all different sights and and smells. Then mm-hmm. they go, okay, oh, that's no threat. That's all right. I'm I'm yeah. cool with that. Yeah. If I could just get her to go outside the doggy door when it's raining, this. <laughs> but you know, I live in the desert, so we don't get a lot of rain in Vegas, so. Uh, going outside and peeing in the rain is not something she likes. Actually, what's funny is she's all down for a walk in the rain uh, yes, as long yep. as I'm getting soaking wet, but she will not go on. And I originally, she has, she's not as bad about this as, as she used to be, but I used to attribute it not so much to the rain, but I think now it could be the rain too, but the color of the brick being a different color, she used to freak out going out onto my, on my, my side patio where she does all her business is brick. Mm-hmm. And the brick turns color in the rain. So to me, like she could look out there and I'm sure she could smell the rain and know it's humid too. And, but she would not, she was afraid to step on the bricks. It was the uh, strangest yep. thing. And I, I think it was a color difference thing. Um, she's not as, I mean, now if it's not too wet out there, she'll do it. But it's just amazing how in tune she is to everything around her mm-hmm. and You know, for me, I think sometimes we are just so much in autopilot as human beings because we're just, everything just is, you know, it's all all old to us, right? I mean, we're just so used to it. We're not paying attention. And she's still, even though she's a little bit more adapted to her surroundings, she's still very in tune to what's going on. She's always paying attention and she always, and you can see her like, like, it's funny. I I have a roommate and I, um, she notices this, like if I leave a treat out on the counter, the dog knows the treats there. She can smell it. She's like, um, she's in here in the kitchen. She wants a treat on the counter. I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot. I left it there, you know? And, and then I'm like, just give it to her. You know, she's just so, um, it's amazing how like present she is all the time when she's not sleeping. She's always very <laughs> present, right? Um, to sounds, to smells, to, to the colors of things, to what's going on around her. And it kind of makes me more present in a way um, and then the slowing down is kind of like, I am a little bit, cause she's not a perfect dog. Let's be honest. I mean, she's small dogs, I think are guilty of this. And maybe just because we don't work as hard at it because their piddle is not as big of a, I mean, if I had a, you know, a pit bull, you know, with a big bladder, like a pit bull, I would definitely want to make sure that pit bull peed outside her, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not nice when she does it on my floors, but I don't have a lot of carpet. So, you know, I'm probably not as good at it as I could be, but she'll punish me for not spending time with her. Cause I spend a lot of time online. So I know if I don't go during the day, if I'm working a lot during the day in front of my computer, if I don't make sure I go downstairs and spend time with her, sometimes she has little accidents, but, um, she, uh, you know, I'm very, I always have to remember to take time to spend with her because if I don't, you know, I, and I, and I'm too much in a hurry or too much in my own kind of world. And I don't give her the time she needs. Then I sometimes do get punished for that. Um, you know, and I don't know, I'm, I still today 
because of that first couple of weeks I had her, I still make sure I watch her pee when she goes outside. I don't know why it's like a bad habit, but I make sure I watch. So I feel like when I, you know, when I leave the house, I make sure she's good to go. And it just, it makes me kind of plan a little bit further ahead on anything I'm going to be doing. So it, it definitely makes me slow down and, you know, and kind of pay attention to what's going on. She'll hear something and I'm like, what is it? Do I need to pay attention? You know, so I don't know. It's like, it's kind of a, a cool thing having a dog, you know, cause it just, it makes you pay a little bit more attention be a little bit more present um, than we normally are. Um, oh, I think in life. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, a, they're a great tool to make you realize living in the now and, and your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to, going to ask, you mentioned that she's now sleeping in bed with you. Yeah. How was, how was that transition from, early on because she was in the crate early. Yeah. So um, I think she slept in the bed with Pat when I got her. Um, and then I had her in the bed, but she was waking me up like three, four times a night. And that's when I told the vet, I'm like, look, I'm too old for this. I can't, I need my night, my good night's sleep. So he told me to put her in the kennel. He, he would have told me, I mean, I never told him I stopped putting her in the kennel, but he's like, just have her sleep in the kennel. And so I did it the first night. She peed in the kennel. I felt bad. I kept her in the kennel for about two weeks, but I would let her out once. And then once she only woke up once a night, woke me up once a night, then I put her back in the bed, um, which I know is uh, people are deaf. There's definitely a, a segment of people, dog people that say, don't let your dog sleep with you. But then there's the rest of us who think it's the best thing ever to have a little, you know, warm little body next to you in the bed. Um, and I have to say, you know, I traveled, um, a lot uh, for my business be pre COVID and I was home. I, you know, there was months where my dog sitter slept in the house more than I did because I was traveling and there was nothing better than getting home and having that dog be so excited to see me. I, I could hear her as I'm rolling my luggage in from the car into the, in the garage, I could hear her. She knew it was me and just the welcome I get and just that first night of her cuddling next to me. I mean, I don't know. It's, um, you know, she has her side of the king size bed. I have mine, but by, by middle of the night, she's like just leaning against me. And it's just, I don't know. It just, for some reason, it just calms me down. It helps me sleep. And I think it helps her sleep. And, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way, but I know there's a lot of people and there's another lane of dog people that say, keep your dogs off the bed. I am not in that lane. <laughs> so <laughs> can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, with the, Similar, it started. It started the hall and then into the bedroom and then eventually into the bed. So I lost those sort of, I won't say they were battles, but we sort of had a line and the, the line got blurred and yeah. And ours has been in the bed for years. So, yeah. Yeah. but it is, it's a, it's a nice feeling. Yeah, yeah, it is. And even the kennel, like when I first had her, um, I would kennel her when I left the house. Um, so I would go to work, I'd stick her in the kennel. Um, I finally did, there was that, it probably took about six to nine months where she stopped hiding um, from me, like to get in the kennel. Um, and, and that day, I remember the first time she started just going in the kennel will, willingly. And I did change because I had a crate that the woman had given me that was one of those plastic ones that, was, that wasn't very open. And so when I was going to the dog training, the dog trainer recommended me getting a metal um, kennel that's more open so she could see, you know, so I got her a bigger, slightly bigger one. It's not big, but for her size, it's perfect. I got two of them. I have one in the bedroom, one downstairs, and I still have them. Uh, And I, even when I first have had the dog sitter, I had the dog sitter 
leaving her in the kennel. But then I, when I was traveling, I was worried about her being in the kennel too long because, you know, if you have a long day, I mean, she could make it eight or nine hours, but it's like, there's that ninth hour and you're just like, ah, and she's in this darn kennel. So I finally um, started practicing leaving the house and leaving her out of the kennel, got where I was comfortable. And I told the dog sitter, look, you don't have to kennel her anymore, you know, and um, just put some extra pee pads out. Normally she's badly behaved when I'm home, not when I'm not home. It's the weirdest thing. Her accidents are always when I'm here. So, um, but she still goes in her kennel, like just to sleep. She'll go in there. She's a, she's um, it's interesting because she loves treats and some of the treats that I give her, she'll eat right away, but there's other ones that she hides them throughout around the house. Mm-hmm. So she like my office door and I don't keep the doors with the carpeting open just because I don't want to have to clean up anything on the carpet. I just don't trust her, but I keep my office door closed when I'm not in it. And sometimes at night she's outside my office door and she's like kind of sitting there and I'm like, what's going on? I have to open the door. There's something hidden in here that she needs to go find. <laughs> so, and she definitely hides treats in her kennels. So, um, it, cause she, that's, you know, she is used to me giving her treats to go in the kennels, you know, and even today, like when I'm leaving the house, which is not very often right now, um, and I'm not taking her with me. I, she knows kind of, she can feel my body language. I'm getting ready to leave. She'll sit in the kennel and wait for her kennel treats, even though I don't close the door, but she'll go in. She knows the routine, right? Cause the dogs, mm-hmm. I mean, that's yep. how they live. They live on our routine. So she goes in, you know, it's especially like if I make, cause one of my things I used to do when I first got her is I'd make a shake for breakfast every morning. So if the blender is on, it doesn't matter what time of day she's in the kennel. So she, she affiliates that, that blender with me leaving the house. So whenever the blender's on, she is in the kennel waiting for me to give her treats. And I'm like, I'm not leaving right now. I'm not really going anywhere. It's kind of funny, but you know, dogs kind of pick up on those routines and they just, it's amazing because people say that dogs just, they live in the present moment, but they definitely know routines, Mm -hmm. you know? So I mean, they, they do know things from the past because they have those routines that they follow with you. So um, you know, it's there, it's really amazing. Um, you know, cause in the, I'll tell you something else. When I first got her, I used to tell people I can't train her. I just, I'm so bad at training her. And I was inspired by a previous roommate. I had had a cat and I'm allergic to cats, but I was like, well, we'll try it. And so the cat did not like the dog, but the cat was training the dog by like the dog would, would mess with the cat and the cat would just do a little, you know, and the dog would come back down the stairs. I'm like, the cat is training the dog. If the cat can train the dog, I should be able to train the dog. And that (laughs) that was my inspiration. I'm like, if a cat can train my dog, I should be able to train my dog. Um, So then that's when I kind of turned the corner. I thought, you know what, if this, I can do this, I can figure this out. Um, I can, and it's really about us, right? Because because they can follow the routines, it's almost makes you realize, okay, those routines are important, right? Um, so, the, you know, some of the routines I had were healthy routines that I had, and she responded to them. So then I'm like, okay, I have, sometimes I'm like, I have to get back to those healthy routines because it actually helps her too, because she expects certain things to happen after I do one thing, she expects some other things to follow. It's funny when she sees me put my socks on, she thinks we're going for a W-A-L-K, you know, I can't say the word. We're going to the P-A-R-K. That's understandable. Yeah. It's just something like it's because I don't usually I wear flip-flops or open-toed shoes, but if I put my socks on, for sure she thinks we're going out Mm -hmm. over to the park. Got to be careful. (laughs) Does she have um, (laughs) um, 
favourite walks and do you go like with uh, uh, out on hiking trails and stuff like that with her? You know, so I'm not a big hiker, but I, I'll tell you the park across the street from me is a pretty big park. And about when I first got her, um, I met, so I have a new friend and I haven't made a lot of new friends in like in older in life. Right. Um, and so when I first had her, I was over the park all the time and I was over there one day and this is like, um, like, you know, three and a half years ago. And I, there was this woman with this pit bull that seemed almost scary. Like the pit bull was rah, 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 and on a leash and sissy's like pulling, barking and her and I talked for a few minutes and then we didn't bring them close because it was really frightening, right? Mm -hmm. The next time I see her, the dogs are a little bit calmer. I'm like, oh, do you want to try to, you know, introduce them? So we introduced them and they were fine. And so that dog's name is Nala. She's a mostly pit bull. Um, uh, uh, she's a... Uh, uh, I think she's probably like 13 or 14 year old, years old now. It's Sissy's best friend. Um, so nice. we then <laughs> finally traded numbers and Anne and I would just meet at the park and we'd walk around the park with Nala and Sissy. Uh, and then Anne has four dogs. So, but we would always go on walks with Nala. Well, Nala's a little bit older. So then she'd bring a different dog over and they would, Sissy likes the other ones, but she really does love Nala is her BFF. And Nala's, it's amazing because Sissy has these giant ears that everybody loves. And Nala actually for Pitbull has pretty big ears for a Pitbull. And they were the mean girls at the park because you know, they're on leashes. And anytime you'd see anybody, they're both like barking together at the other dogs. And we're like, oh my, it's so embarrassing because they're the mean <laughs> girls. Well, that park now has a dog park. Mm -hmm. So this last year, right, like uh, about a year ago, they installed three giant sections on a football field lot that are grass area, three sections, a big dog section, a little dog section, and a anything goes section in the middle. So since then, now Anne is able to always bring two dogs over. So we just go over to the dog park. And But I'll tell you what, it's, she's kind of funny. The, her best, her favorite part about the walk is getting there. Once we get there, she will not leave my side unless we're in the small dog, par dog park and there's not a lot of dogs over there. She does understand when we go in the middle area because the middle area is a mix of big and littles. Mm -hmm. um, she does understand. I think she understands her size um, and she'll stay close to me. But her favorite part is pulling me all the way over there and then pulling me all the way home. <laughs> but um, she does hang out with her. her she has four best friends. They're all pit bulls. Um, uh, and she hangs out with them. Um, and now Nala, um, is old enough that she's able to go into the dog park without being, uh, you know, she's an amazing dog, but she scares people cause she's a pit bull. Well, now she's calmed down. So we go hang out with Nala and Chunky, um, who's also kind of like a lab pit bull mix. Um, we hang out over there and then they've got some cousins, uh, Carmen and a new little dog, Lola and their little chihuahuas. And then they, then there's some other cousins that are kind of medium sized dogs that, and she, it's funny cause, cause she's in the pack. They don't pick on her, but these mm -hmm. dogs will gang up with, uh, with each other and pick on other dogs, but they never pick on sissy. So yeah, <laughs> so we have a good time. She loves it over there. Um, but she loves it as long as she's next to me. <laughs> so <laughs> How does she go with the chihuahuas? Oh, you know what? They're good. They're all the same size. So Carmen, like as soon as she sees Carmen and Carmen sees her, they greet each other and they kind of run around a little bit. Carmen uh, is amazing because she's a, uh, can I say a bad word? 
not a terrible <laughs> word. She's a badass. You're going to bleep that out. But she's like, I mean, That's this right. dog. Okay. Yeah. She's amazing. Like this Carmen does not take any crap from any dogs. So like she'll run, Carmen will run with the big dogs. And then if they give her a hard time, she just barks at them and they back up. And then there's even another Yorkie over there that's six pounds, Mocha. And this Yorkie walks around, smells in the big dog park lately because the middle dog park was getting um, work, some work on it. There's like this, oh, there's this agreement that if dogs are too old or not too timid, but they're bigger, there people will be okay with them going in the little dog park. Cause it's kind of like little dogs and seniors in there. Right. <laughs> um, so car, but so the, if Carmen and Mocha, both this other dog, it's just a guy I met over there. I have like all these community now. So the dogs have brought mm -hmm. us together with the community. Right. So Mocha, um, he'll walk around and he's kind of a grouchy little uh, Yorkie. And if, if he doesn't like something, he just, and I'm like, sissy, pay attention to that. Like, that's how you should act. Right. But she's, you know what? I did not give her the name sissy, but this is the thing. Name your dog carefully because <laughs> she is a sissy. So, and I did not name her that it is her name, but she's lived into that name. So I just think you should be really careful how you name your dog because she has embraced, you know, being a sissy, but she loves it over there. I mean, she's, you know, that's what, uh, and thankfully for Anne, because I literally only have to walk across the street to go to that dog park. And I still sometimes will go only because Anne texts me and says, we're going to the dog park. So I thank God for Anne. Um, she's, I, you know, and it's interesting because she's a new friend I met that I would have never met without having Sissy. Mm -hmm. And I have a new, and because of that, we go to this dog park now and it's a community and through COVID once they finally, cause they did close the dog park for a while during it. Once we were able to go back over there, it's like the one thing we have in the community where we can go and have, you know, we can spread out it's open air, you know, our dogs can run around and it's in many times it's our only sanity, you know, is to be able to just go out there and forget what's going on in the world and, you know, let the dogs run around like, you know, the, the jerks that they are, you know, and bother each other and, you know, and eat grass. They're like cows, you know, they're eating the grass and, you know, marking their territories. And it's just, you know, it's a, uh, it's, if it wasn't for sissy, I would be locked up in the house all the time. Right. Just like everybody, but yeah, it forces me to go out. When, especially now in the, in the conditions that we've uh, around the world with, with COVID, but even pre COVID, the, mm -hmm. You know, the dogs, are, they're a key to so many uh, human interactions and yeah. furthering human relationships. You're meeting so many people that you that you wouldn't normally meet. Mm -hmm. And even the fact that I'm here talking with you today is yeah. Yeah. because of dogs. So I'm getting yeah. to meet lots and lots of great people and hear lots yeah. and lots of awesome stories about great yeah, dogs. All over the world. And even though I know we're talking about Sissy today, but Zoe, um, the Yorkie that I had, uh, before Sissy, she was uh, 13 years old. I got her when she was about 10. She was in my family. My brother had her for about a year and it was a disaster because he had a family and she was impossible to train because she's like this little teeny tiny Yorkie and just not trained. Like he used to see her when I had her and he would be like, I failed her. And he wouldn't even look at her because he couldn't train her. And then my sister had her for like seven years and then she had a baby and she moved in, you know, her and her husband were living in a house. They have a newborn. They've got two dogs. She's in like this caged area. And my brother-in-law tried to train her and he couldn't train her. So finally, one day I said, hey, do you want to, do you want, because Zoe, I felt bad for her. She's in this cage. I'm like, do you want to, do you want me to take Zoe? And she's like, 
do you want her? And I'm like, let me ask my roommate. It was a different roommate. I've had three roommates. And my roommate saw a picture where she's like, oh my God, we have to have her. Cause she's like this little three pound dog. Um, so I took her and um, my brother-in-law and brother could never look at her cause they could never really train her. And I'm like, it's piddle. Like the poop is like the size of your pinky. I mean, it's, you know, like even if she had an accident, it wasn't a big deal, but that dog I could take and sit at Starbucks with her, um, you know, when there's nice weather and I would just sit her on a towel on the chair and people would come by and she was not very friendly. She didn't really like anybody, but she was no big, like you could pick her up and she wouldn't give you a hard time. And they'd come over and they'd be like, can I hold your dog? And I'm like, sure. And I, that dog was therapy for so many strangers. Like mm-hmm. I would just let anybody pick her up and people would be like, thank you so much for letting me hold her. You don't know what kind of day I've had and you completely change my day. So I would literally just go sit at Starbucks as a goodwill thing with that dog just to let, cause people would see her and they would, it would change the course of their day. Um, and Sissy can do, Sissy can change the course of your day, but she won't sit on a towel in a chair at Starbucks. So she will bark at everybody. She's a different kind of dog, but you know, dogs definitely, you know, and Sissy, I have to say, um, now I feel bad for the other dogs in the dog park because she literally is usually the cutest dog in the dog park. So, I mean, you saw her pictures. Um, it's hard to deny that, the, you know, that she's probably not always the cutest dog. So we try not to flaunt that too much because, you know, other people think their dogs are cute and we let them think that, but we know really mm-hmm. who's the cutest dog. But dogs, I mean, they can. Animals can change. They socialize us. You know, we meet new people. They get us out of the house. You know, they give us joy. They, 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 the right animals can like people, if they want to pet her, like she's very easy, you know, she'll, she'll let people pet them, pet her. And if they need to pet a dog, I let them pet her because sometimes I know it changes the course of their day. And if I can help somebody that way, let them pet a cute little dog. Why not? Excellent. So what, uh, what are her favorite games? Well, she just likes to hide her treats around the house uh, she, we, she doesn't, she's not a big toy dog. So that was the interesting thing. So I was told that she loves to chew. Right. And at the time I got her, she was just under a year. So she did. The one thing she liked to chew the most was my fingers, <laughs> like honestly, but not really toys. Um, so, you know, for her, I mean, she does do the zoomy thing, uh, you know, around the house, like, and it's kind of funny because sometimes she does it even after we've been on a, even after we've been on a walk. Um, so I don't know how, when I get rid of her energy, she's still like a little bit crazy, but um, she doesn't, she's not really a, a, a game player. She's not really a, she has two huge buckets of toys. Once in a while, she'll take a toy, toy out. Really what I have to do is make sure I hide my slippers. Cause if I have slippers with any pom-poms on them, she's guaranteed to um, mess with my slippers. And she loves to help make the bed. Um, but really, she's not really making the bed. She's really keeping you from making the bed. She loved, she used to love to help me pack my clothes for trips, which was really not a help. She loves to do laundry, which is really not doing the laundry. Like she loves to like knock the laundry basket over. Um, and it's funny, the other thing she does, which I think a lot of dogs probably do this. I don't think she's unique, but like if I am in the shower and, I, and my laundry basket's full enough, I'll come out of the shower and she's pulled clothes out of the laundry and she's laying on my dirty clothes. I mean, mm-hmm. or she'll pull my pajamas down off of something and be laying in my pajamas. Um, but other than that, she's a, uh, she's a uh, pretty, she lays around. She's, she's really easy going. Um, you know, she just kind of 
hangs out with me once in a while. She'll roll over and show me her belly. She loves to have her belly rubbed and she will let anybody rub her belly. So, I mean, she's a belly rub, you know, um, I, there's not a good word for it. You know what I'm thinking. I'm not going to say the word. <laughs> she's an addict oh, to have her belly rubbed. She's an addict. She's awesome. Uh, nice. Jeff, any other sort of unique or if you could say weird habits? Well, I don't, I don't know if the, um, if the grass eating, like that was kind of weird at first. So she does love grass. And, and it's funny because a lot of dogs do like to eat the grass over there. And some of the, some of the dog parents don't like it, but I researched it. And the only thing they said you have to be worried about with the grass eating is if the blades of grass get in their throat, you know, cause then they could kind of like, you know, like throw it up, but um, she seems to love grass, which is, I think is unique. So then I'm thinking, okay, is there something I'm not putting in her diet? right? Maybe this is me being a bad dog mom, right? But she loves grass. It's like, and it's funny because they'll all be hanging around and it literally looks like a bunch of cows grazing over mm-hmm. there. She loves these, um, which they're not, I was going to try to find you one to show it to you, but um, they're these pea pod, they look like pea pod things. And they're, they, they, when they fall off the trees, they're very, they're yellow and dry. Um, and she loves to grab those and eat those. Um, which I, I don't get it. I mean, you know, it's like they're dry and hard, but it's, there must be some smell that she loves in those. Uh, and then she loves to capture bugs when bugs are alive and carry them around in her mouth alive. So she doesn't okay. <laughs> like, like we have uh, grasshoppers. And so she will pick them up in her mouth and then carry it around. And I'll be looking at her like when we're at the park, and I'm like, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden this, bug flies out of her mouth. And I'm like, that's just so disgusting. <laughs> but, um, and then she's brought dead bugs into the house. She's like she won't eat them, but she'll bring the bugs in and just leave them around the house. And I'm just like, this is just not like, I don't need dead bugs in the house. But amazingly, she somehow has a sense to know not to mess with scorpions. Thank God. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Cause we have a lot of scorpions here. Right. So um, for some, like she'll bark at scorpions, which I thank God for that, that she has this sense and maybe she senses that they're not safe. Um, so she, uh, she will, she'll bark at them and she'll look at them and she'll like growl at them. And so I I've had a couple times where they've been in the house. They don't normally do cause I have my house sprayed, but she uh, I've a couple times she'll be barking at something and I'll go and look and they're, they're very light color. So they blend in pretty well with the floor. You know, and they're almost sometimes almost translucent and two times she was barking at something. And sure enough, it was a scorpion that was still alive. I don't know how those suckers got in the house and lived across the threshold of bug spray around my house, but somehow they got in and, uh, and, and were still alive. And she let me know that they were there. So I got rid of them. I will tell you something that she does love, and this is kind of a different, this has happened because of COVID that she's kind of gotten this habit of liking to get in the car. So when I first got her, she's never really liked the car. And the woman gave me um, two different car contraptions. One was this elevated seat for her to sit on that you would like attach her leash to or her collar to with a short leash. And it was like up high so she could see out the windows, which honestly, she was a freak. Like she would not sit on this thing. It was, she was inconsolable. So then I, she had this other like soft case 
that she had for the car. So I tried that and that the first time I took her in a car ride in that she threw up in it. So that was not really a good success. But um, after that, I just kind of went shorter trips and the dog, this is when I was going to the dog training. So she said, just go on short trips, five, 10 minutes, get, bring her back. And so she knows it's okay. Um, and then I remember the first time I put her in the car when it was raining and the raindrops were hitting the window. That was a nightmare. I mean, cause she's the sound, right. And it's like, it's just that, that we have to be reminded that anything that's new and different, she is very highly sensitive to it when she was younger. Well, now she actually will willingly, it's almost, I feel bad some days because if I'm going out to get into the car now, because she goes with me more in the car because of COVID, my bad habit is going to Starbucks. So <laughs> I love Starbucks. I love the Starbucks bacon egg bites. Um, so that is our treat a couple times a week when I can, when I'm not working, I will go and I'll take her with me. And because she, I think she knows she gets to go in the car and there's some bacon in her future. Um, she <laughs> willingly will go with me. And so we go to Starbucks, we get the bacon egg bites, you know, she semi patiently waits for me to pick off. And I know bacon's bad for dogs. I don't give her a lot. Okay. So anybody that's out there judging me, it's not a ton of bacon. You know, it's only twice a week. We do the bacon. I know it's bad for their stomachs. You know, I don't feed her bacon every day, um, but I'll give her like some eggs and bacon off the bacon egg bites. And it's like our little treat to do twice a week. When it's good weather, you know, I'll sit outside on the patio at Starbucks and, you know, if there's no other dogs around, it works out. If it's bad weather, we, you know, have our bacon egg bites in the car before we come home. But um, she, it's interesting because now sometimes I feel bad if I'm going somewhere and I can't take her because she will run into the garage and I'm like, oh, not this time. <laughs> you can't go. I feel so bad because in her little cute little face is like, what do you mean? I can't go with you. I'm like, oh, sorry. Sorry, baby. Yeah. It's going to be uh, an interesting transition for a, a lot of households when uh, COVID restrictions in different places around the world start relaxing. And then they're, especially a lot of the new younger dogs are going to be like, what, yeah. what, why is this changing? Yeah. I was with NPR had uh they were interviewing uh, some people, some dog experts, um, and talking about that, what to do, especially because a lot, like it was interesting when COVID first started, Cheryl, who you've talked to does random animal rescue. And they were really nervous about what to do with, they were expecting an influx of dogs. And so they were looking for fosters. And I was like, well, you know, I would consider fostering, you know, for the short term if you need it. So I did end up fostering, um, two dogs for a month. It was insane. It was, it was actually, it was a nightmare because all three dogs would bark and I'm trying to teach classes. I would just show pictures of the dogs in the beginning and be like, this is my crew. And I'm like Rodney Dangerfield and I get no respect around here. So if you hear barking, it's not me, it's them. Um, but uh, what ended up happening was there was a shortage of dogs, right? So they were afraid people would, and there was a little bit of that initially people giving up their dogs because they were all the rumors about dogs could make you sick. They could have COVID. So there's that little initial 60 day period that they needed dogs fostered, but then all of a sudden there's no dogs because everybody's adopting. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and they're, I think they're still finding that dogs are getting adopted really quickly because it's your home. Why not? But on NPR, they were talking about that. And I thought about that too. If I go back on the road, you know, she was acclimated to it. She knows the dog sitter. That it's the same dog sitter that stays in my house. Now I have a new roommate. So my roommate, I told her she has to be the dog sitter. But, you know, I'm here every single day. 
You know, um, I rarely, I mean, I'll go out for a few hours um, and I notice now when I'm gone for three or four hours, it's almost like I've been gone for three days, right? It's that like I was gone too long and she used to be able to last three or four days with me gone, right? And they, what they said is to start preparing your dogs now for you leaving the house yes, more, yes. leave the house for 10 minutes, leave the house for 20 minutes, leave the dog in another room, start acclimating, acclimating them to you not being there. So when you're not, they're not, you know, um, sad or suffering or having the separation, whatever that is anxiety that dogs have. So they were talking about that NPR about how we've got to start preparing our dogs now. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially the people with new dogs, new puppies. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how was you mentioned with the having the fosters? How was Sissy with with them? So here's what I did. I took Sissy with me to the rescue. There was three options. There was a crazy dog that was too much energy, jumping on everything, and and Sissy did not like that dog. It was just it was out of control. There was an older dog that was um, cocker spaniel, um, blind. Um, uh, that was, but it kept walking around the rescue and it kept smelling her and bothering her and smelling her butt. And she wasn't really into that, but that dog probably would have been pretty easy to deal with. And then there was these two Corgi Chihuahua mixes and they were walking around and could care less about her. And she could care less about them. So I was like, well, what about, what about those two? And they had somebody else that wanted to foster them, but they were kind of dragging their feet. So they said, no, take them. So I took them. They were siblings and they were fine. Um, she was okay with it. They all got along fine. One of them was food aggressive. So, which actually was a good thing because Sissy is not really good at eating. So it forced her to eat and she started like growling back, which I was, I'm like, you know, it'd be good for her to her for to have some, you know, a little bit of, you know, reaction, right. Not just be a pushover. Right. Cause she is a submissive dog, but she was fine with them. One of them and her, they were like, they would go in and out of the dog door. You know, they'd go outside and bark at everybody. The other one of the two siblings and I'm not, they said they were siblings. I think it might've been the mother of the other dog. It was a little bit smaller and not as strong and couldn't get in and out of the doggy door. So that one I'd have to kind of put in and out, but they, they all three slept in the bed with me. Um, one of them would like to get under the covers with me. The little, the, the one that was a little bit weaker would get under the covers next to me would not leave my side. And she was fine. I think she was kind of like, what's going on right now, but she, she's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. I, and I've dog, I have a friend I dog sit for who has a Chihuahua, um, an old grumpy Chihuahua. And, um, we've had some interesting times with that. One time I left them alone and she was a wreck. And I don't know what happened between them if they had a little argument or something <laughs> when I was gone. So I stopped leaving them alone, like together too long, but that dog's kind of older now. So now when I dog sit they're they're fine together. And um, she's, I know she looks at me and thinks, what are you doing? So there's another guy I dog sat for, for about three or four days. And it was a cute little dog, but you know, she just kind of, you know, she's pretty resilient. She just, you know, she'll move out of the way. She's not jealous, you know, of other dogs. She just kind of, she knows, she knows she's my girl. She knows that she's my number one dog. And if other dogs need my attention, she just kind of, you know, she just puts up with it. Nice. She's, yeah. She's um, going. Question I asked all my guests is to complete the sentence. I can't believe my dog ate. Yeah. Her own poo. Oh, her so own. <laughs> when I first got her mm-hmm. um, and that was one of the, another thing the vet helped me with. So I'm like, 
And I didn't, I actually, I didn't realize vets could help you with all these problems. Cause he was like, Oh, it's a new dog. What's going on. I'm like, well, you know, she's not sleeping through the night. Da, da, da. And I said, and she's eating her own poop. And I had learned from somebody somehow at some point, somebody told me if dogs eat their own poop to give them pineapple, cause it makes the poops taste bad. I, I know. I don't know if it's an old wise tale, but he gave me a medication that I guess makes the poop taste bad. And so we did the medication for a couple of weeks and it didn't seem to work right away, but eventually she stopped eating her own poop. Thank God. She never eaten anybody else's poop. And I don't know the reason why dogs eat their own poop. I mean, one person told me they thought it's because they're trying to hide their own scent. So it's like a. I have, know? I've heard that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've heard is it's it's possible that because uh, she might have been getting punished for doing that inside the house oh, yeah. and then they sort of get to learn that, oh, I've got to get rid of it so I don't yeah. get, get punished. Yeah. So, yeah, she stopped. I mean, that was only like a, like a month or so she did it, but that was, it's like, seriously, she's eating her own poop. Like, yeah. So. She so had any other um, medical issues? think about this medical issues mm. well you know i'm like anything that's strange i'm freaking out right but none of it is strange right so she's never eaten anything that one time she did get a little sick and we decided that the two dogs ate probably because there's mushrooms under the grass and so one night she threw up and I was talking to my friend, Ann. I'm like, oh my God, Sissy threw up last night. She goes, oh, Nala did too. We knew they ate something in the grass. And we think they probably ate some mushrooms that made them sick. But um, yeah, she's not really had any major issues. Recently, she Good. was doing some, some coughing. You know, in Yorkies, there's this thing about how their tracheas have issues. So I bought her a new collar and a new harness because her harness even though you think the harness would stop her from choking, she pulls so hard to get to the park. Even with the harness, she's like choking, like, because <coughs> she's choking herself. So I actually invested in, instead of like a $12 harness at Marshall's, you know, like a cheap one, I actually went online and bought an anti-choke, like a harness that the dogs don't choke themselves. And ever since then, she stopped okay. doing that. So, you know, you just have to, I mean, I don't know. It's like, don't be cheap when it comes to harnesses collars, you know, training on your dog, right? Like it's in the only other thing I did recently, have you heard of that Netflix show, um, Pet Fooled? Very, very much again. It's been a very yeah. enjoyable conversation. Yeah, thanks. I can't, couldn't have thought of a better way to spend my time than talking about the dog because nobody else will let me talk to her for this long or talk about her for this long. So I really do appreciate that you have this, this place where we can go and talk about our dogs and um, I promise I will start listening to the podcast because now I can listen to other people talk about their dogs. This is like the greatest thing ever that you've you've done for us dog owners. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. I look forward to catching up later. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. As we are heading into the Christmas period, and you're giving gifts to your family and friends, why not give a gift of listening pleasure and recommend listening to this podcast? Until next week, stay safe and remember, your dog is family. <laughs>